Hello, hello, Monique. Hey, how are you? I'm great. And hello, everyone who is here now with us or here later on. You are watching MMA Happy Hour with yours truly, Manny, and my co-conspirator, Monique. <laughs> We're going to be talking about UFC 297 taking place in your backyard in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Um, we'll go over the main card with you guys, one foot at a time, talking details. Tonight is a short episode, just a lot going on. And um, and so we'll hit the main card. We'll talk about each fight with you guys. But before we do that, Monique, how was your day? How was your week? What's going on with you? My week's been good. Like, obviously, you know I have a trip tomorrow. I'm going to Paris. Uh, my boyfriend's competing in the IBJJF European Championships that's taking place pretty much all of next week so you guys can tune in on that he actually fights on wednesday at 245 france time so if you have full gra uh, flow grappling you can totally tune in and he'll be on mat nine i believe so there you okay go. so that's wednesday now how long are you guys going to be in paris for one week nice mm -hmm. is it your first trip to paris my first trip i think it's his first trip as well yeah nice Nice. Very, very cool. And what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking just some good old standard, you know, Cabernet, but uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm also drinking a Cabernet, but it's the Gnarly Head Cabernet. I don't have the bottle with me. It's upstairs. But basically, it's a California wine, super medium body. So it's not full body, but it, it still like hits the spot for me. A lot of ripe tannins and soft balanced acidity with this one and when it comes to the flavor profile dark fruit oat and hazelnut so there you go awesome uh well i just happen to be drinking cabernet myself i do like my cabernets um okay um any thoughts about ufc vegas 84 last weekend any you know trailing thoughts about that fight card before we jump into 297 yeah, I was surprised that, like, obviously, I, I wasn't surprised at the Walker, uh, you know, decision or result or whatever you want to call it, because Uncle Ev was a better fighter, but I just, like, took a chance and went with Walker at the time. And we were right about Mario Batista, yes. obviously. Yes. There you go. That was a really good bet that we both hit. I parlayed those two, so obviously I didn't win the bet. But what I should have <laughs> done was like separated them. So at least I want one out of two. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, other than that, uh, I think a lot of my picks were spot on, except maybe two of them. If if you recorded the the picks, so yes. I didn't do too bad. Though. No, you went nine and two, and uh, Haley went nine and two. Nice. I I went eleven and zero, and it's my first clean sweep, and I can't remember the last time. <laughs> so, um, great. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, I was most proud of the uh, the Nicholas Moda pick because yes. I was yes. fading the contender series guy, yep. and I'm like Tom Nolan, blah, blah, blah. and then of course Bautista looked good. I was high on Jim Miller. And he got the neck crank submission. So, you know, I think the only thing that really kind of really blew up my face from a betting standpoint was the um, Arbolovsky fight with Ocasta. I okay. thought that fight would not go the full distance. Okay. And it, and it did. <laughs> so um, that cost me some change. Otherwise, I did come out positive. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm expecting a clean sweep this week. I, I feel like it's a little more treacherous and, and, and out there in terms of trying to find the right side. But um, 
we're going for it we're going for what it. what do you like what do you personally because i will share how i think about ufc 297 so like what do you think about the card overall and be honest manny because i will 100 be honest about this card well i think that coming event has a lot of people twisted <laughs> because it's it's a big drop off from amanda nunez and that's just the way that division is it's a little thin and so now you have two fighters that are not nearly the caliber of of the lioness and they're competing for her former crown so that i think throws people off the main event mm-hmm. it's not bad you know sean strickland is really popular right now um he's kind of the excuse me about to see bless you thank you <laughs> Um, he's kind of like getting a lot of headlines and, and Drykus has risen to the top quickly. Um, I guess, you know, here's the thing I do like about it. There's 10 or nine or 10 legit Canadian fighters on the card and they're pretty good. And this is being held in Canada. So that's cool. So yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm not poo-pooing it. I, I'm, I'm good with UFC 27. So I'm going to be honest and I'm not going to poo-poo on it, but I'm going to say we sh- we could have got something better in terms of the main event. And I'm not saying the Canadian fighters are not good. I'm just saying they haven't fought anybody really, really good. And we can be all honest about that. We can look at the records. We can go ahead and look at, like, who they faced before. And it's not anybody, like, super up there in terms of the top 15. Maybe, like, this time they're facing people in the top 15, right? But we'll get into it when we talk about the card. Uh, I I honestly thought we were gonna get like Sean O'Malley. We I honestly thought we were gonna get Sean O'Malley on this card, but I was very disappointed. Um, obviously, I'm not disappointed that I'm missing it because I'm actually gonna be in Paris, right? So I'll, I'll be on a plane. Yes, you'll be going so I, someplace exciting. So yeah, so I'm not like. I'm not disappointed that I'm not going to be there. Let's just say that. Um, the card is not bad, but it's not anytime good. So, hey, Anthony W., what's up, man? I actually messaged him not too long ago. I wanted some advice, actually, mostly on packing, but that's pretty much <laughs> Maybe he's just like, did you get it all sorted out? I'm like, kind of. I'm still packing, but that's pretty much why I messaged you, Anthony W., so I appreciate the shout-out. Yeah, he's, so, always, he's always good for uh... – Yeah um some feedback on stuff anthony's great mm-hmm. thanks yeah. for being here brother um yeah okay so we'll get to each of these fights when we get there um mm-hmm. skipping the prelim card let's go right to that first fight in the main card mavzar evilev the 17 and 0 russian who's mm-hmm. 7 and 0 in the ufc and up against arnold allen who's 19 and 2 dropped his last fight by decision to max holloway and another very high winning percentage, good fighter, balanced overall. He's a dog, though, at plus 164. Currently, you got Evil Ev at minus 198. What do you think about this fight? See, now, this is the thing. I don't agree with the fact that it's um, Evelev being the favorite. Now, the only reason why I don't agree with that is because look at who he's faced. Go with this record and look at who he's faced. And maybe there's maybe one or two up there, like what, Diego Lopez and Dan Ige, right? Yep. Let's just be honest right now. And then we look at Arnold Allen, who's faced Max Holloway, and then maybe like two or three other really like seasoned competitors. So like who I'm picking is Arnold Allen. Look at all these comments. Yeah, what's it's what's good up, to see guys? you guys swinging through, yeah. you know, Gray and EQ and... 
Um, yeah, yeah, what's up, guys? If you have any questions, drop them in there. I'm gonna try to go back to them. Like Anthony dropped a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to that. In, okay. In Anthony. Yeah. But like honestly, that's the reason why I'm picking Allen because like Allen's faced like more seasoned competitors and like um Evelyn, I don't think he's faced too many of like the up there competitors like in the top fifteen. So like I get why he's the favorite because like he's like seventeen and oh, right? I totally get it. But at the same time, like, look at who he's faced. Like, that's what I'm kind of basing this whole card. Yeah, I, yeah. we agree. Uh, I, I, um, I would have told you last week. Oh, I'm not really sure. I guess Ivalev because the record. But mm-hmm. Alan, Alan's a really good fighter. Uh, you don't yeah. get you don't get to be 19 and two, um, fighting the quality of competition he's fought. He's never been finished. I think that he's better, kind of in every department. Now, Ivalev can win the fight. He can win it by wrestling, control time, um, and doing you know that kind of thing. With Arnold Allen, I, I think he's the better, more explosive guy. I see him clipping even Ivalev, not finishing him, but Ivalev has been yeah. clipped recently yeah. and um, gets tired, hands come down. That 17-0 and zero record is going to throw a lot of I, – I hate using the word casual, but I would say newer fans. If you're a newer fan – and you just see the record, and you're like, oh, let me parlay something tonight with UFC into my basketball or something, that's the trap you're going to fall into. You're going to yeah. try to ask yourself, why is this guy only a minus 198 favorite? He's 17-0. and zero. It's just like you said. He hasn't really fought great competition. Um, and so, yeah, we both agree. I like Arnold Allen here. I'm very confident in him. I'm confident in him the way I was confident in Bautista last week where there's a lot of value there. He's a slight dog. And I like Alan to win this fight by decision, which is plus 330. Nice. Okay, next fight. Uh, everyone's favorite fighter, Chris Curtis, the action <laughs> man. <laughs> He's up against Mark andre Barriut. And, oh, back to Alan real quick. Alan is not Canadian, but he does do some training in Canada. So okay. if, if anybody yeah. could claim the Canadian flag for that first fight there, it'd be Alan. Now, for this fight, Mark andre Barriut is actually a Canadian fighter, so he'll have some type of hometown bump and the fans will be cheering for everything he does and booing everything Chris Curtis does. Mm-hmm. Curtis is the favorite though. He's a minus 185 favorite and you've got Barry at plus 154. What do you think? Yeah, hundred percent agree with those stats. Like Chris Curtis, like has faced off against some of the biggest veterans out there. And again, if you don't believe me, just look at his record for those who are casual out there. Most are when, I mean like, you never know. We could be wrong. You know, obviously he's really talented. So like, it's, it's a really good chance that he can win. Uh, we might be wrong on that, but it's just like, he hasn't faced like uh high, super high level competition. That's the only reason why we're, we're saying that. Yeah. Um, when going back to this fight, uh, Chris Curtis, like I said, like this whole card, if you want to know where my bets are, like placed and stuff like that it's because i don't think that certain fighters have faced off against super high level competition and they're gonna get like a huge awakening exposed yeah (laughs) with mark like i feel like the last fight was a little bit close i was there for the last fight it was in vancouver by the way if you guys didn't know about that and I was there, and I was like, that was really close. It could have gone either way, but because he's Canadian, I'm pretty sure they freaking gave it to him, mm-hmm. no doubt, because you're in Canada. So I just feel like that's the reason why he did win that fight, but it was really, really close. 
Chris Curtis, like, maybe not the best fighter in the world, but at the same time, he has faced and he has braved himself against really tough competition. And Mark is, like, just kind of, like, scratching the surface when it comes to Chris Curtis in terms of, like, the level of competition in his division. So I have Chris Curtis winning. I do have him winning by decision, though. I don't see him getting finished. Uh, Mark, that is. So that's kind of my pick. I'm all over the place with this pick, and I'm probably mm-hmm. going to find a way to get it wrong. So <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Chris Curtis by round two knockout, and that's my, like, first potential outcome. Mm-hmm. The, the second outcome would be by decision, right? Because yeah. um, Mark Mario Mark is somewhat durable, has been knocked out, but he's somewhat durable. Mm-hmm. He's got decent fighter IQ. He'll be pumped up, fighting in Canada. And Chris Curtis, narrative on this guy, he's a little bit, a, a little bit of a spaz. Like he's online, fighting with people, arguing with people yeah. online about his fights and stuff. Yeah. Which is, it's not the end of the world. But when he was asked about this during an interview with Ariel Hawani, he doubled down and was like, "Yeah, no, I, I'm out here to, you know, I don't mind debating with people." And Ariel was like, "Yeah, dude, but like you're online debating with like teenagers." He's like, "That's fine. I, I'll, I'll correct them." And it's like, okay. So I feel like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. he's he's just a little bit um I don't know and, and his buddies Sean Strickland their training partners they're both middleweights and I think some part of Sean Strickland wears off on him and that's for better or for worse <laughs> so you know I just uh, I have questions about maturity decision making I didn't like the way he fought against Kevin Gaslam where he just could not figure out how to cut the cage off change the 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 mojo. He allowed Kevin Gaslam to you know, pick and prod and circle, and it would just take forever for Chris Curtis to get in the zone, sit down to, to punch, and by the time he got ready to unload, Kevin, you know, Kelvin was gone. So um, I just I worry about Barrio doing that to him as well. And Chris Curtis at minus any anything now, minus any numbers, I'm a little sketched out. He's one, two, and one in his last four. In his defense, some of that was just bad luck. You know, eye poke, head, you know, head, um, head clashes, whatever the case may be. But I'm with you on Curtis winning. I like him by knockout. I hope it's a get-right fight for him, but I, I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah, I hear you. Um, in the chat, just uh, the guys who have mentioned, uh, like Anthony W., you guys mentioned the DDP fight. We're going to definitely talk about that here uh, in just a moment. Anthony writes in, though. He says, I like Curtis round number three, a finish in round three, or by decision. That, that's a... A good betting spot. If you guys don't know some books, I want to say FanDuel and DraftKings. I think they offer bets where you can say you have a fighter to win by a decision or another method. In this case, it would be a round three finish by Curtis or decision. That covers almost both things that we just talked about, Anthony. So, yeah, it's a nice way of bundling that. Uh, our buddy Thomas Manzanaro from France, he writes in, let's <laughs> effing go. I'm rooting for Strickland, USA. Um <laughs> Well, you're safe there, Thomas. You better you better be rooting for all the Canadians because like Canadians are kind of like the cousins of the Frenchies over there. So, um, but yeah, he's a Thomas is a big fan of the French fighters. He's always high up on the French guys. Who's that guy? Who's the commando dude? Uh, Benoit Saint Denis. Yeah, just, they just announced his next fight. Um, I forgot who's fighting. Oh my goodness, it's just gonna be so good, <laughs> so exciting. Okay, next fight on the card. Mike, how do you say his last name, by the way? Mallet. It, it's Mallet. I, I've been saying Mallet. I've been trying to make it sound more French. It's just Mallet. Okay. Mm. So Mike 
Clark Kent. He should go by Clark Kent, by the way. Yeah, he, yeah. He goes by proper, which is not bad. But Mike Clark Kent Mallet against Neil Magny, the same Neil Magny who got kind of tied up in, in some unnecessary drama with Ian Gary, accusing him of whatever father issues or custody. Just kind of got unnecessary. He kind of caught some strays. And it would be like some kind of interesting karma that next to, you know, Ian Gary is getting like bullied online because of whatever. Um, it's like, hey, man, be careful what you wish for. Right. You know, <laughs> so nonetheless, uh, Neil Magny is a guy who people do speak highly of. I always like to make sure I mention that I thank him for his service. He is a former military service member. Uh, the guy is, you know, leads from le leads from all I know, a pretty good life. He's a respected guy. Great cardio. Not great punching power. Seems to be a gatekeeper at this point in his career. Every bit of 36, he's starting to slow down. He can be a good fighter for a young guy to fight on their way up, someone like Mallet. Um, but I just don't know that he's actually going to be the test Mallet anywhere. I think Mallet actually takes him down at some point, if not round one, round two, and gets a submission. And uh, and yeah, Mallet, the, the Mallet train continues. His kid's hot. What do you think? I, I'm going to have to disagree on that just because the only reason why is because Mike Mallett, again, go back to his record, see who he's faced. Yeah. Neil Magny has proven himself to be durable in terms of certain opponents, especially some opponents that we all know and love, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, I like Mike Mallett. I, I like what he does for the Canadians in the sport. It's just that I just think that he hasn't faced anyone as seasoned as Neil Magny. And that worries me a lot. Like, of course, if it's a decision, it might go to Mike Mount. We're, we're just going to, like, let's just put it out there. Yeah. Because we're in Canada. We're in Toronto. This is exactly what's going to happen. But if it's something like, you know, you know, like uh, a clear dominant victory. I mean, Neil Magny is... He's faced against so many people that we all love or hate or just know about. Or at least we respect as fighters. Exactly. And, like, with Mike Ballard, who is he faced that we actually really, like, love and respect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that scares me to bet on him. It's, you know? This is a really good point, guys. And I, I didn't really – I did a lazy oh. breakdown of this fight. I, I kind of assume, like, oh, you know, he's – He's more no, I get it. Like he's definitely yeah. on a hot streak, right? Like I, I was there when he faced against his opponent in UFC Vancouver. But again, that opponent is not Neil Magny. He's not. He's not yeah. that up there like him, right? And that scares me. So I have Neil Magny, but I have him winning by decision because I know Mike Mallett's a tough, you know, son of a bitch, and like he's not going to go down very quickly or at all. So you know. And one more thought, uh, Mallet doesn't go to many decisions. He tends to end his fights pretty quickly. Yeah. Magny's known for his cardio. If he were to extend the fight and let's say Mallet just gets very tired, yeah. uh, maybe even his emotions fighting in front of the home crowd just gets him so riled up uh, and yeah. he's a cardio dump, right? So, yeah. Okay. So are you saying you're you're picking Magny or are yeah, you just – Yeah, by decisions. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. You heard it here first, um, and you got me double, you know, second guessing my pick. But I'm on Mallet by by submission. Some comments here in the chat. Eq writes in Curtis should knock him out. He's referring to the Curtis 
and Baryut fight. It looks like that's a consensus in the chat here. Anthony W also write it. He says, I like how people also agree that, uh, you know, Curtis getting knocked out. Uh, Anthony W also writes in Benoit Santini gonna smash the diamond. Oh, oh, we talked about this. Me and Anthony, like, we actually like <laughs> talked about this, and we're like, he actually has a good chance, and he's actually the favorite in this fight. Really? Saint Denis. So there you go. <laughs> That's gonna be freaking awesome. Yeah. Hello, Brett. Wonderful, wonderful with a with a with an arm uh, arm uh, I guess muscle over there. Um, <laughs> Neil Magny, uh, EQ writes in, Neil Magny's 36th UFC fight and Mallet's 5th UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look wow. At- yeah. Wow. Put that into your pipe and smoke it. Is If that's an accurate number or even anywhere near it, even if it's off a few fights, that is telling. Yeah, this is how the traps are formed, right? Because you got Mallet here at a very sizable favorite. He's going to be one of the parlay favorites of the weekend. And, um, you know, I could say this, though. Let me say this about this this matchup. I believe Neil Magny has lost two or three of his last four fights or something like that by submission. He lost his last one by submission. He's lost like five times, I believe, by submission in total. And uh, our boy here, Mallet, has, I think, four of his last five. He's won by submission. He's got a ton of submission wins. So, you know, you can make the argument that the matchmakers put this fight together, especially for Mallet, to get a submission. But that number there, 36 total fights for Neil Magley and, and Magny, uh, and five total for Mallet. Wow. Okay. A few more comments here before we move on. Uh, Anthony writes in, Mallet by KO. He's a former alpha male striking coach. KO in Canada this time around. Yeah, you know, he's got a documented past as being a legit coach, uh, which I think is, is good for athletes kind of puts them on a different side of the spectrum, uh, helps them mature and see the game from a different angle. So, yeah, this guy's very mature, and he's got the good looks. Got You know, he's got sort of the whole package. Uh, EQ writes in, he's 36 years old with 36 UFC fights, LOL. <laughs> These are some weird stats on Neil Magny. 36 years old with 36 UFC fights. Okay. Um, Thomas Manzanaro, listen, you're a homer, Thomas. You're going you're gonna to root for all the Canadian fighters. It's sort of in your DNA. No, I'm just joking. He says, I got Mallet by decision after a good war. I think it's going to go under, but you know what? Yeah, um, I think it's going to go under. Like, Regardless of who wins, it's going to go under, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see where you're coming from, Thomas. Either way, I think it's going to be a pretty good fight. Maybe a better fight than the, the line suggests. Last comment before we move on. Hype three writes in here. Hype three MMA. He says pay per view weekend. Let's go. Yes, yes. The first pay per view of 2024. Okay, next fight on the card. We, by the way, the picks are: you have Neil Magny, I have Mike Mallet. Co-main event: Myra Bueno Silva versus Raquel Pennington. This is for the vacant bantamweight title that was left behind by Amanda Lioness Nunes and. Yeah, she left behind a legacy. Uh, it's 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 maybe it'll never be touched again in the sport. And this fight is a reflection of how big the gap is or was between her and the next fighters in that division. Um, and so respect to P- Pennington, respect to Silva, but they're nowhere near the level of Amanda. I think if Amanda came out of retirement in a few weeks, she'd probably beat either one of them. You know, so um, but here we go. One of them's gonna be walking away with the belt in their hands or around their their waist. I've gone back and forth. I'm going to let you go first, but I have gone back and forth in this pick, and now I think I know where I'm at, but maybe maybe you'll talk me out of it. What do you think? Okay, this is kind of easy for me. I'm not going to lie. This was not like a back and forth kind of deal. When it came to these two, 
And I'm going to be honest, like, I have covered and followed Raquel Pennington's career up until now. I've I've never been that impressed by her. I'll be honest. Okay? okay. I like Bueno Silva. I think she's the better overall fighter. I think Raquel's in another phase in her life. You know, um, I believe her and Tisha were trying to start a family or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. there's other things that are going on in her mind. But at the same time, trying to get that bag so she can support her family, right? So there's also that. I like um, Bueno Silva, though. I've always liked her. I always thought she could be champion one day. So okay. I think this is the time. And I just, Raquel Bennington, like she, in the beginning, like when it came to her tough career, I was very much invested in it. I liked her. I still like her. It's just that I, I just don't think she has it still in her. Mm-hmm. And her record is kind of like, kind of wishy-washy the last few years. And it kind of questions like, why, why should I bet on her? Right. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So I I agree with a lot of what you said, and I'm I'm gonna add to it a little bit here. Raquel Pennington has been around for a while. She's fought the best in the business. She's fought Misha Tate and she's fought Jessica Andrade. She's fought Holly Holm. And so she's been in there with some of the best who've ever done it. And she has a win over Jessica Andrade. And she's held her own with some of the best. She's been cut and gone through adversity. Heck, before her MMA career even started, she had a major back injury, actually broke her back, was hospitalized, then bedridden for a while mm-hmm. in her, her late teenage years. So she was an athlete, went through that, has been through just a lot in her personal life and, and always sort of come out on top because of grit. She's not the most athletically talented, not the fastest, doesn't hit with the most power, won't submit you, but she does a lot of things pretty well, trains at elevation, trains in obviously a very good gym. Her, her married partner, Tisha Torres, they did have a baby. Their baby now is, I think, almost a year old in that range. And so, yeah, family life is now taking a priority for her, which can change things, changes you know, what, what you're motivated by, what you're trying to accomplish. All that said, I think if you're just talking about good old-fashioned desire, determination, the, the desire to win a fight, I don't know that anyone's more, more going to want this more than Raquel Pennington. I think that she does want it. I think she does have that extra edge it's going to take to win this fight. I think she'll have better cardio than the stretch. I'm saying all this with the with the idea that there's one asterisk here. Myra Bonosova could submit her, and she could submit her in round number one or early round number two. I say, though, if it gets to round two-ish, three, four, five, that range, definitely a fight for Raquel Pennington to win. Silva does get fatigued. She kind of gets ahead of her skis. If you know what that terminology means, she just kind of gets ahead of herself and everything. Very emotional. I can see her going back to the corner and sort of getting frustrated with her coaches. If we are in round three and she can't get those takedowns because I think her wrestling is average, her submission game elite, but wrestling, it's okay. Um, Raquel trains at elevation. This fight is, is being held in a part of the world right now in Canada where we're there's snow, it's cold. She's used to that climate. She's used to fighting and training at elevation. She's from Colorado initially. So, you know, you can make a good argument for both fighters. But if you like Silva, I think it's got to be by submission. Um, that would be her path to victory. And I believe, I believe that happens round one or two. Beyond yeah. that, beyond that, I think we're going to be into a territory where it's going to come down to who wants it more, who's landing more punches. Mm-hmm. 
Silva's not a good striker. So, I mean, uh, now that you heard my side of it, and I'm on Raquel Pennington to win the fight by decision, what do you think? I know I heard what you said initially, but any thoughts yeah. on what I just said? No, I, I agree with what you said. I think, like, when it comes to the heart, you know, like, Raquel Pennington definitely has more heart when it comes to winning this fight. Doesn't mean she has all the skill to win this fight. Right. And like you said, Silva has the opportunity to submit her, to wrestle her down. And I honestly think that's what's going to happen because, like, she's been on fire the last few times. Yeah. Like, yeah, she fine. has. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, fine. Like, if we're going to talk about who she's faced, she's faced a couple of really great fighters, but obviously, Raquel Pennington has fought, you know, some of the best of the best. And, and that's respectable. It's just that I just think that at this point of her career, like, Bruno Silva is going to demolish her. I just I have a good feeling about this, you know? So. Well, I like this fight. Um, I'm looking forward to it. They're both deserving of the opportunity. Someone's going to be a champion on Saturday night, uh, the new Bantamweight champion. And we'll see where they go from, from that point. Uh, for Pennington, we talked about it. She's now 35, turning 36 soon i believe soon um so yeah at a different point in her career um matter of fact she fought at invicta fc number two the second ever invicta event she fought on that card <laughs> yeah. so yeah she's been an ultimate fighter she's been around for a minute but uh we'll see what happens okay up to the main event the fight that most people are here to hear about and uh want to get our thoughts on we have some comments in the comments section which i'll try to pull those up here in a second sean strickland uh, the big mouth up against Strikers Duplessis, who also has a big mouth a little bit, um, kind yeah. of always has something slick to say. They had a little bit of a rumble in the in the stands during UFC 296. Um, I guess they both came away un unscathed, but uh, we've got some drama here. Dragus has risen to this opportunity in what seems to be overnight, um, and Sean Strickland is sort of taking the long road, and now here he is defending his belt for the first time. What do you think? See, it's funny because, like, if we're going to be honest right now, and uh, I remember doing the show where Israel was going to face off against Sean, and I'm pretty sure we both picked Israel to win that. Mm -hmm. Then something in me on the day of the fight said, let's bet on Sean. So then I did. <laughs> and then it happened. So I was like, you know, I went against my own pick. Because something inside me said go and bet against Sean or bet against Israel and bet on Sean, right? So I did, and then I just I don't see the championship being a long-standing championship for Sean. I think DDP is the overall the better all overall fighter, especially when it comes to the power mm -hmm. part of it. Like I can see him just knocking Sean out like in this fight and i can see it happening in round two and that's kind of where i i'm at um what's called Auntie w says do you think sean is rattled and debating switching from sean decision to ddp k well i have ddp ko i don't think he's rattled i just think that sean's the sorry ddp is the better overall fighter than sean so that's kind of like where i'm at with this this is very easy for me well I like the question, Anthony, because I've gone a little bit back and forth with this. 
at, at first glance, I was on, on the side of Sean just at first glance. I'm like, you know, he's got more experience. He's fought in, you know, a tougher strength of schedule. He's in his prime. I underestimated him against, you know, Adesanya. He took care of business. Um, but listen, I, I'm with you. I like him by knockout. I think he's going to clip yeah. Sean at some point yeah. in rounds two or three and find a finish. You know, Strickland got completely folded up by Alex Pereira. I don't know that uh, Drakus Duplessis hits as hard as Pereira, but he does hit harder than Sean, I believe. Um, yeah. And I think Sean's path to victory is extend the fight, get this into round four and five championship rounds. Maybe he has more cardio. He's got great cardio historically. Drakus Duplessis has had some cardio dips in the past. And so if it turns into a long type of dog fight, I like Strickland in that area. But I'm with you. And so, you know, if for those who are asking, like Anthony, you know, I think um, I think that the, the side here, Drykus, new champion, at, you know, at plus 110, plus 120 range is the side to be on. Um, some props to consider are the fight just going longer, like over 1.5 rounds, fight starting round number three, over two and a half, um, that kind of thing. That's where I believe there could be some safe money in a parlay. Um I don't see I like would a rap. say, um, sorry to interrupt, Manny, just before, because I, I feel like I'm going to forget this, like, if I don't say this. Anthony, you just got to go with your gut. So if your gut says, go with Sean, then go with Sean. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, if anything I've learned in betting is just to go with your first instinct. That's what I would say. Like, obviously, we have our own opinions, but this is my gut saying that DDP is going to win by KO. That's just like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's just my that's just my gut saying that, right? Yep, yep, yep. Romeo Forever says Monique. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, MC Zayner writes in. He says he got Strickland. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I don't like underestimating that guy. He's been kind of through it. Um, Anthony W writes in. He says, let's be honest. The coming event is like thumbnails. You click. On a fub, on fub because the girls look cute, but then you watch the oh. video, and <laughs> yeah. they're re they're really uh they really aren't. Um, but we're all gonna watch anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Um, well, I've actually long said, I, I actually, Raquel Pennington has actually got a very pretty face, um, but she doesn't try to, she doesn't dress up as as you know a, a dainty female. <laughs> um, it's just not how she yeah. she rolls. Um, but. Yeah, look, I, I do like that fight. I want to see it. I like all the fights in the card. The prelim card is loaded. I mentioned before, you've got 12 fights, 9 or 10 Canadian fighters. So for the Canadian MMA scene, they're getting put on a pedestal as they deserve to be. It's the first time being back in Canada since you know UFC Vancouver. Um, but uh, last few comments before we go, guys. We do have to run. But EQ writes in, he says here, I didn't like how Strickland looked during the weigh-ins. Okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it. EQ, I, I will see it at some point this evening. But, um, man, but I will way. say this. I will say this. We okay. I'm always going to use this example because this is the prime example to use. Charles Oliveira looks like shit at weigh-ins. He looks like crap at weigh-ins. He think he looks like he's anorexic at weigh-ins, but he pulls off the win. Okay, I'm just saying, like you don't have to no, freaking worry too much about that sometimes. I get yeah. um I have mixed emotions on the weigh-ins. Yeah. There's people who pay a lot of attention to it, which is not bad. You can get oh, clues and yeah. there's yeah. things you can uncover. Mm -hmm. But it also can throw some curveballs. And mm -hmm. it's um 
there's there's countless examples of people who like for example miss weight and everyone's always like oh that means they didn't do a good job of cardio that means they were not disciplined and it's like yeah it also means they're bigger than their opponent <laughs> and sometimes they go up and they win and it's like whoa yeah. you know so yeah um also sean has a way of looking bad when he you know does go through the weigh-in process because he's a bit of a big man for 185 um so yeah the, and also the weight cut process for for lack of better words it sucks like it, yeah it sucks for everybody sean o'malley did an interview this past week or so where he talked about it he wasn't even asked about it but he actually brought it up in the context of someone asking you know if he would fight at a different weight class try to get two belts and he said the worst part of the sport is the weight cut yeah. he's like nobody will tell you any different he's like it's really difficult and ultimately he's like he's like i do it i go through it and that's a skinny guy <laughs> like sean is a skinny dude naturally yeah. and he's over here complaining about the weight cut so um yeah. one more comment here thomas Monzenar writes in here he says strickland jabs are gonna hurt ddp's nose mm -hmm. in my opinion even after that surgery he had i feel like it's an easy target for sean's boxing okay Thomas knows his stuff. I uh, I can't oh, disagree I know. with I, you. I agree with like a lot of the people in the comments. Let's just say I just want to say everybody in the comments knows their stuff. Like even though like you might not be in every single show that we've been in, but every single time you commented, like it's been valuable content. So see, thank you guys for the see, comments, power okay? structure. She said everybody who made a comment. She said oh, I, yeah. I agree with I agree with the comments. So power structure. Shout out to you. Power structure writes in the Asian girl is hot. I sub. I, I thank you, Power Structure. I thank you. Um, oh God, that's hilarious. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> so, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Like I said, like if anybody who is like examining this card, I personally, as a Canadian, as a fellow Torontonian, not too much impressed by this card. I feel like it could be better, but I feel like they're they're putting those fights, you know up ahead UFC 299 UFC 300 like we're seeing more of those like better fights in my opinion including the championship fights because I, I thought this one was going to be a little bit different so I was a little bit disappointed in that um like I said I'm guys if you want to follow me on Instagram it's uh femfatel88 uh my journey is that I'm going to France tomorrow and my boyfriend's fighting in the ibjjf european championship so if you guys have flow grappling you can catch him mat 9 2 45 p.m france time which is about five to six hours ahead depending on where you are and so, what's your, and what's yeah. your uh, uh instagram i'm sorry your instagram oh yeah what's your instagram handle and your yeah. your twitter x handle again yep yeah. so my twitter handle or x handle is my name at monique yip m-o-n-i-q-e-y-i-p and then on instagram it's femmbatel f-e-m-m-e-f-a-t-a-l 88 so if you guys want to follow me go ahead if you have any questions about that or if you have any questions about my boyfriend's journey you can always uh text me that um message me whatever i appreciate manny's support in terms of trying to network uh, my boyfriend in terms of getting uh, more opportunities. He really appreciates that. He's going to consider them for sure. So it's not to waste or anything like that. He's just like, it's just a lot of things going on, especially with the championships right now. So he's like focused on that. He's focused yes. on winning that right now. Um, but like, definitely we have 
everything that you've told us in the back burner in the back of our minds Good. right now and Good. i really 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 appreciate that manny's the real dude like anybody that hasn't subscribed to him hasn't subscribed to his channel like he has so many different shows especially with me with kaylee for himself like there's so many cool different shows that cover so many different fights not just ufc lfa pfl bellator one championships risen whatever you name it you guys should follow manny and you should subscribe right now so there you go manny that's my little plug <laughs> okay. thank you monique you're you're too sweet i appreciate your support <laughs> you're uh always a team player well um we're out of here guys a little bit early tonight uh ended up being about a 40 minute show instead of an hour but we've got some things going on monique's heading to france and so we will see you guys not next week, because next week you're going to still be in I'll France. I'll be in France. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to be, if we do the show next week, it'll be me and another guest filling in. Um, but uh, we'll see Monique in two weeks. Have a safe, safe trip. And uh, don't be bashful about sending me a, a text or a message about your boyfriend's competition coming up, because then 100%. I'll get retweet that. You know what I mean? We'll do. Thanks, okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. All right, guys. All right, boys and gals, we are out of here. Uh, latest episode of MMA Happy Hour. It's always a pleasure sitting here talking some mixed martial arts with you guys. If you're watching here on YouTube or on Twitch or over on X, um, on the bottom of the screen, you see there's a link there for Tapology. Join our group. The group ID is number 1269. And by joining that group, which is free to do, it's free to create a an account in Tapology, you can compete with us every week on our picks for UFC. Again, free to sign up, free to play. That's at tapology.com forward slash groups forward slash 1269. So come and play with us. That sounds kind of weird, but you know what I mean. Make your picks every week for UFC and the winners get announced on our newsletter. Shows. Throughout the year for the winners. What else do we have on tap here? Um, breakdown video came out today. Uh, it was a live recording for UFC 297. My picks, my breakdowns, my analyses. Um, I was 11 and 0 last week. Very nice. First uh, clean sweep in a very long time. I can't remember last time I got a full card right. Um, but when the, the MMA gods come down and bless you, you must enjoy. This weekend, I'll probably go like whatever, five and seven or something like that. No, let's hope not. Um, our newsletter. We do have a very cool newsletter. It's published through Substack. That link is now down below. That's MMAFightClub.substack.com. For those listening to us on the podcast airwaves, again, that's MMA Fight Club, spelled like it sounds, MMAFightClub.substack.com. We have a free version and a paid version. Paid version is a couple bucks a month. You get full access to all the content, and it's your way of contributing to the madness over here at the MFC Network, supporting what we do here on these videos, newsletter, our Google Drive, Excel sheet, data sheets, all the content, interviews, everything else that we're working on. Your support's appreciated, but there's also a free version, so feel no obligation to be a paid subscriber of any of our content. The free version of our newsletter does still produce about, what, 95, 90% of that content of what it would be for a paid subscriber. And again, that link is mmafightclub.substack.com. A few more comments here. Anthony W. says, peace, y'all, E-L-E. -E. Yes, great reminder, everybody. Everybody love everybody, 
E-L-E. EQ dropping the uh, wine emoji. Yes. <laughs> a little wine makes the day go by. A little bit of wine makes the uh, the pain go away. <laughs> Thomas Montanaro says, enjoy France, Monique. Yes, that's right. She's heading over to your neck of the woods. Thanks for stopping by, Thomas. I know it's very late your time, right? Very late. Anthony says, nice, G. Would you have one your own group, bro? Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even submit the picks. So, it, you know, stuff happens. Um, no, I wouldn't have paid myself. <laughs> I just would have been like, yay, I got a clean sweep. But I did get a clean sweep. I just did enter my picks. I, you know, it's so weird. I had the video was out. The video was out. Newsletter was out ahead of time. So there was proof that I did pick it ahead of time. Anyway, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining. I uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys stopping by, liking, subscribing. If you're hearing this on a delay or later on, have a wonderful night, wonderful morning, wherever you're at. Enjoy UFC 297, and I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys, have a wonderful night. Peace.